0: Brand new Mac and you know it's looking clean. It's the after party. Live from the mine. Wanna cop some, shouldn't be a doubt about it. Looking for great reviews, then you found it. Connecting with the fans, hope you get a lot out of it. Yo. Welcome to the other party, Yadavah. When you know we getting a little coming live. And you know we got a light, so we gonna shine. And we talking to the fans all the time. Yeah.
1: Hey, it's Chris. And welcome to the party Chris, I, and you know we welcome to after come party. Come Uh, I'm fully aware of the fact that I missed last week and I definitely want to apologize for that. Uh, It's not because of anything. I'm still alive. Uh, It's nothing crazy. Here's what happened. I'm working on a special episode of the podcast and originally I had planned on releasing that special episode along with the regular episode because you know it's where we're living in weird times and It's weird just making regular tech content when it seems like there's more important things. And uh, so I wanted to talk about some of those more important things, but I didn't want people who had signed up for the regular podcast and not have their regular content. And anyways, I ended up missing that week. And so I apologize. But so two things, be on the lookout for that special episode because that is going to be coming up. I guess I'm hoping for next week at this point. Anyways, look for it. Be on the lookout. But here's the other thing I'm really going to make up for last week, missing last week, this week, because I just have so much stuff on the slate to be talking about. And so, hopefully, kind of like I've been saying in the videos, this can give you an distraction from all the craziness that's happening in the world right now, give you uh, somebody positive to be hanging out with while you're bored and, and maybe stuck at home. But truly, I, I hope that you guys are uh, able to stay safe and well and uh, everybody's just definitely in my thoughts this week again be on the lookout for that podcast episode next week we'll get a little deeper so um, let's start off by talking about some daily tech stuff some Chris stuff like usual then we'll get into all the Apple stuff except it just so happens that a lot of the Chris stuff a lot of the daily tech stuff overlaps with the Apple stuff because it was a it was an interesting week we got some new Apple stuff this week. So I did not get a review unit from Apple for the iPad Pro or for the new MacBook Air. But I did cover it, and that video did really well. I think is a record for the channel. I got it out there real quick, my reaction to the new iPad Pro. I haven't done my reaction to the MacBook Air announcement yet. I'm still thinking about doing that. So if you haven't seen the video, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, here's the funny thing, okay, from from that video. I, at the end of the video, I kind of showed you guys the configuration. It looked like I was building the configuration of the iPad Pro that I was going to be ordering live right there in the video. And actually, what was actually happening is that for illustrative purposes, I screen recorded you know, the Safari checkout window for the iPad. And, and that was what I was going to be ordering, but that wasn't the actual order taking place right there. The thing was... It showed in the video, and I had talked about in the video, um, it showed me ordering the $200 uh, old smart keyboard, not the new keyboard that has the floating effect for the iPad Pro. And this just set off a firestorm of comments, which tells me two things. A lot of people watch towards the end of the video, which makes me really happy because that's where that information was. And so anyone commenting about it watched a lot of the video, which... I'm really grateful for it. That's cool. And second of all, everyone thought that I ordered the quote-unquote wrong keyboard. And I wasn't even making the order there. It was just kind of illustrating. But here's the really funny thing that is actually later in the day what I went and ordered. Exactly that, including that old keyboard. I did not explain this in the video. I didn't say, uh, you know, it was a quick video. I put this video up really quick just to get it out there to you guys and it did really well, because it got out there quickly, and people got to have my reaction fast. And when you do that, it's not going to be quite as polished as it could be, and so I didn't really explain, hey, I want to have a workable setup, even though the new keyboard isn't going to be available until May, if we're lucky, depending on supply chain stuff. So I did end up ordering that, but not at the time of the video, which is kind of ironic and funny, and I didn't explain it very well. And I, I do want to say though I did make a mistake. I think I mentioned in the video that the new keyboard was gonna be 199. That was just an outright error, and so I apologize and let's clear that up right now because the new keyboard is much more expensive. I think it's 350. And so so thank you to everyone who commented. Thank you to everyone who watched that far and that deep into the video. Totally appreciate it. Uh, hopefully this clears up. I, I eventually I just couldn't respond to everybody anymore. There's so many comments. Um, letting them know like what actually happened. I tried to, I tried to put you know basically what i'm telling you in the description and in the pinned comment but nobody reads those really so i'm still i'm sure right now somebody is commenting chris you ordered the wrong keyboard and some people they're laughing "Ah, "You ordered the wrong keyboard and other people like oh chris really concerned contacting you know through email did you know you you better try to get a refund and stuff and so anyways i appreciate uh that people are watching I appreciate the comments but that's the deal I do want to say though, uh, when the actual keyboard becomes available, I'm going to try to snap it up right away um, so we can get it and do like a separate review on it. And uh, you know, Bridge makes a trackpad keyboard and they've been in contact. I'm trying to work out with them if they can send me a review unit of that new product too, um, which is going to be fully compatible with iPadOS and everything. And, And that should be cool. You should also know Uh, I ordered the new, well, pre-ordered, the new Pebble mouse, uh, forgetting the exact numbers, from Logitech, which is the first mouse I've seen it's actually specifically designed to work with an iPad, which isn't really actually saying all that much, (laughs) other than it's meant to be really light and portable, basically. But it looks pretty cool. I think it has a cool look. I got the black. There's a nice white one, too. And on top of that, I'm going to be trying out the Magic Trackpad uh, with iPad Pro that I ordered. So, when my review comes out, I will be able to talk about um the new touchpad and gestures and multi-touch gestures, all the good stuff one way or another, even though that new keyboard uh isn't coming and I'll have a keyboard that fits the new 12.9 cuz I used to have a 12.9 a long time ago. I reviewed it. I think we got rid of it. Um and then I went down to the smaller size, the 11. Now I'm back up to the bigger size because this year I said hey, I'm using Sidecar so much, I definitely want that extra screen real estate if this thing's gonna be sitting on my desk a lot. So that's why I went with the bigger version this year. So the order that I placed was just like in the video. I got the 12.9 inch with one terabyte of storage this time. So I can actually do some video editing on this thing, hopefully without having to mess with external drives and transferring a bunch of footage and stuff. And I got it in space gray, And I did get the old smart keyboard, although I might set it up with that Sateki stand that you guys have seen in the videos and maybe a mechanical keyboard and the trackpad, something like that, um, just for starters. You know, I feel like part of what is happening here, what I'm doing during this crisis time is like at least providing people with this, even if it's just escapism in a way, this hope that things are going to get back to normal eventually and that we can all eventually, um, well, you know, it may be a new normal, but at least like try to move on and get back to the way things kind of were in terms of looking forward to stuff, you know, whether that's Apple stuff or whatever it might be. You guys might be wondering how has the, the coronavirus pandemic been affecting uh, me or daily tech in general. And, uh, I have to say we're just, <laughs> we're, we're kind of blessed. I'm really grateful of all the companies, you know, that people are interested in. And, and just in terms of like stock performance, you know, is going to be able to weather the storm more than a lot of companies. Um, it's one of the bellwether kind of companies that, that people have been pointing out analysts and stuff. Well, let Apple's kind of the rock through this. They're going to get through it. And it just so happens that I talk about Apple and that is going to end up being beneficial, you know, to daily tech, And it's just, it's kind of bizarre. It's it's bizarre because we had this pandemic happening. I make this video about the iPad. It just takes off, gets 160,000 views, you know, just like overnight, which is very rare still for my channel, for this channel size. And so I'm happy about that. And yet I'm sad about other things that are happening around me and in the world. And it's just, it's bizarre, honestly. It's really bizarre. You know, uh, it's just like, In other parts of the world here, you go to the store and the shelves are just empty. And it's so weird. Never in my lifetime has this happened. Um, There's no paper products anywhere. It's like finding gold if you find anything antibacterial or made out of paper. It was actually, of all the places that I had been in my most recent trip, and and I should look into just having things delivered, but Costco really impressed me with the way that they were handling everything. This is a crazy time. Their employees were out sanitizing the carts, you know, before you even got there. They don't want to touch anything, you know, that a customer has touched. So hold up your receipt for them to check. They don't want to touch it. Hold up your membership card. They don't want to touch it. There was some toilet paper at the Costco just the other day, which was amazing. It was not regular toilet paper. It was like the business-sized toilet paper. (laughs) It's called the Ultra Marathon Roll. It's, It's enormous somebody in a cart that passed me had like six or eight boxes of these huge jumbo rolls. I just couldn't bring myself to put that much in a cart. I mean, other people are going to need this stuff. And that's just not, it's not nice. It's not, it's not good to, you know, get what you need, but let other people have the need. If you have all, you know, I don't know. It was just, it's, you know, so I'm I'm a regular person and I'm out here trying to survive like everybody else even though it is bizarre and people are interested in what I have to say about these apple things and uh, it's still weird. We all live in the same world. But, you know, I work from home anyways right now. I got the studio in the basement and, you know, the the home office set up and so it you know, I didn't have to shift. I didn't have to say okay, we're working from home now. No, I work from home all the time and that so for that for me it's just been, you know, business as usual, really. In terms of the working setup and situation, which again, it's just a, a lucky, nice little blessing, I guess. And uh, it's just, I, I just, I'm really working on um, something for this special episode of the podcast. I, I don't want to say too much about it without getting into it. It's going to be long. It's, I think, going to be informative, entertaining for you guys. But it's going to be about deeper, more important things. So I don't want you to think that I'm sitting here feeling immune to all of this. I do want to talk about and put out there and have a discussion about deeper, more important things. And it's coming. It's coming next week. With that being said, let's dive in and talk about some Apple stuff. Let's uh, forget our cares and worries for a minute. And let's uh, distract, shall we say. Here's something. Uh, it looks like iPhone 12 production isn't going to be all that affected by the COVID-19 situation. And so, the did I say the right number? iPhone 12? Anyways, iPhone 12 should be on track for delivery um, at the scheduled time. So usually in the fall, sometime around September, which is good. I'm working on a video. When the iPad was re- released, that so was Wednesday, right? I was already working on a video talking about what to expect um, and what to be excited about or not about the iPhone 12. So that's sort of like I paused that to do the iPad Pro video real quick. But I was working on uh, an iPhone 12 video. And so that's probably going to come out. I'm, I'm guessing maybe Sunday. But there's a lot to be excited about, a lot to look forward to, including... Well, no, I'm not going to give it away. You, you just check out that video, probably on Sunday. Look for it. But here's something that's weird. I know the majority of my audience, the bulk, I would say like 50% of my audience, whatever platform, tends to be from the U.S., if I could just put a, a general number on it. But uh, Netflix and YouTube, and I think Amazon Prime now, they've all agreed to limit the streaming quality of their content over in Europe so somebody is listening to this over in Europe and I'd be curious if this has gone into effect for you because everyone's working from home and it's putting a strain on the infrastructure uh, that they're gonna actually downgrade the quality everyone can stream at so let's say you have a really nice TV or screen and you're you know you're one thing through this crisis I mean a second like home is like you know entertainment, like really high quality, uh, entertainment. Well, it doesn't matter what your equipment is. You know, if they're dumbing it down, it's kind of too bad, but, but much rather it's rather than a luxury being a really nice TV that has like crazy specs or something that can play this stuff. The real luxury through all of this is just going to be internet access in general. If you have internet and you can watch something at 360p, you're going to be pretty Excited because you would re- way rather have that than no internet at all. Am I right? So what does that mean? <laughs> Should I even be uploading in 4k right now? Uh, just 1080p? Uh, probably not. I'll, I'll keep, I'll continue with the, but, but you know what? Let, let's get back to this. We were, we were saying like, how does uh, the pandemic affect me in daily tech? Well, I have noticed some internet outages here where I'm at uh, due to this, uh, that strain on the infrastructure. I think it was just yesterday. I mean, the internet was on and off all day and you know how you're like, well, is it the router? Uh, what is, what's the problem? And so you go down and you unplug the modem and the router, you give it five seconds to chill out and you plug it back in. So it can do a little reset and yeah. And sometimes that works because it reestablishes the connection uh, during this, but you know, it also doesn't work. And at that point I was like, ah, I'm going to call, see what's going on. Cause as a YouTuber, pretty reliant on, on the internet, right. To deliver my product. So anyways, yeah, got the recording. Oh yeah. We're aware of an outage in your area. There's like a snowstorm that's pelting down like, Oh, well, no one's going to get out and fix that right now. Um, so yeah, internet, huge luxury right now. And even if they're dumbing down my content, as it gets out to you guys, uh, the hope is that it just can arrive at all. So let me know. Hit me up on Twitter or something. Have you guys been experiencing internet issues in general or the downsampling or the downgrading of streaming content? Let me know. Uh, With WWDC sort of being in limbo uh, due to the coronavirus, should we talk a little bit about software stuff? Should we talk about what could be coming to iOS 14, iPadOS 14? For one thing, we know that we often get some new apps. And according to 9to5Mac, it looks like we could be expecting a new AR app. We don't really know what that means. We do know that we got LiDAR now on the iPad Pro and that basically we're gonna for sure have that on (laughs) the uh, new uh, iPhone as well. And the big application that Apple's gonna be pushing is AR stuff because it can measure stuff so accurately and fast and at a better distance with these low powered lasers than it could by just merging and trying to guessing stuff from uh, two different camera inputs and of course what's almost more exciting not I, I, not more exciting but exciting also to me is a uh, better portrait photography that's going to be key um because portrait mode you just you can't really rely on it can't really use it for anything professional really right now because it's going to have problems with edges and stuff so maybe better portrait mode and better just photo effects i think we can get some cool effects with this but the ar app does sound interesting it sounds like apple's partnering with some other stores maybe Starbucks, although will Starbucks even be open? So I don't know. That may not be the best demo right now, but, um, and the Apple store, the Apple store is closed too. Those are the two things that the report said Apple has, uh, been working on for the AR app as demos. Like you could aim your device at something and it could overlay information and tell you all about it. Um, which sounds pretty interesting, not necessarily for the devices we currently have, but in the future, it's going to be just killer, just amazing when you have Apple glasses sitting on your face. Um, and then, You know, Maybe the app's going to have something to do with AR uh, fitness stuff. If you look in the video that I uh, posted about the iPad Pro and the new LiDAR sensor, you'll see a press photo, an official press photo from Apple with a workout app. People are asking, what is that app? I don't know what the app is. Um, Maybe it's just a demo or something, but but it's certainly rumored that the AR experience could have something to do with that, and that's a good visualization of what you could do Uh, with an AR workout app. So look for that in the video or go back and look for it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, there should be some new iMessage features, like maybe the ability to retract an iMessage after it's been sent, like an undo send, sort of like email, that'd be cool. Something else that I think would be really cool, as long as we're talking about like email, well, let's include a spam filter. How about that? I get too much spam. I don't want that. And number two, can we please, please Apple, Please have uh, a mark as unread feature for messages. I wish that that existed. How many times can I say it? And we've talked about this before, but we should be able to have the ability to set other things as default apps instead of Apple apps. Make, instead of mail, choose something else. Instead of Safari, choose a different browser. So some interesting stuff like that. There are some reports that uh, we're going to get more Mac style cursors coming to iPad OS with the new trackpad and mouse support. I don't know if that's a good thing or, or not, or if that's even accurate because already you can see, CFED, as Renee said, I love that. Craig Federighi's demo video over on six, 16 color, six color, what is that blog? Anyways, uh, he showed off the new cursor and how it works, and it's its own thing. It, it doesn't need to be like a Mac, so I don't even know where this report's coming from. You know, it's designed to be a circle, uh, like your finger, you know, rather than a precise little, um, point like a mouse tip. But something that's really interesting, if we're talking about software is what people are talking about. Kind of, this reminds me of what's on the Apple watch. And this is why I think this might be a credible thing is an update coming to home screens that would show your apps in a list instead of just the icon, the grid view. And that interests me. Now, I don't want just an alphabetized list. If Apple can give me a list, and I guess you got to start somewhere, where you can like choose what shows up, or even have different "quote unquote" workspaces, and I guess that might be just kind of like a folder. I don't know. If you could arrange it uh, that makes in a way that makes sense for you, I think that would be just really cool, really amazing. Um, and then at the same time, I was like, that's that's the home screen now, just a list. Uh, that's how brilliant we've gotten. But you know what? There's this thing called Occam's Razor. It says. Usually the simplest way is the best way, and that would be simple, straightforward to the point. I think it'd be cool, and like I said, you can already on your Apple Watch deep press into the apps there when you see all those app bubbles and then change that from a grid uh, or whatever it's called to a list. So it's, we already have that on an Apple device. That seems like I could definitely see Apple doing that. Um, kind of uh, associated with that, the rumors are saying that you could have some sort of filter that would filter apps like apps with unread notifications or filter by frequency of use. So you can kind of unearth the stuff that you need at any given time. It's more contextual, um, kind of making Siri suggestions just a little more powerful or better, maybe. Uh, on the iPhone side of things, it sounds like we could definitely see uh, the iPhone getting sort of an iPad style multitasking interface or setup uh where if you swipe up right now you can see all your stuff that'd be pretty cool you know see two rows of apps um switch through things a little bit better which of course on the ipad you can have a split screen will apple bring split screen sport finally to the iphone i think i really do want that i've I've played around with that on android and i do like it uh that's the consensus at 1st When I first did it, I was like, why do I need that? Then I tried it, and I was like, well, it's kind of cool, but I don't know how to use it. But, you know, I don't know. I think I would use it. I I could almost – the funny thing is I could almost get all of my work done with an iPhone, right? And that's one thing that's kind of missing is the ability to just drag and drop stuff. And, you know, it is a smaller space screen, but I could really, I think – work faster and better and more efficiently with that split screen view. So if they're bringing those spaces, the multitasking spaces, potentially um, some of it, why don't they bring it all to the iPhone? I'd love to see that. The other rumor is that Apple's working on some kind of wallpaper selector thing that would let you pipe in third-party artists as wallpaper uh, options instead of just the official Apple stuff or having to go to something like Unsplash. Or, you know, a lot of, Unsplash is okay, but I get sick of the selection really quickly. But a lot of actual dedicated wallpaper apps, they're just junk. They're just super junky. And so maybe there's room and a reason for Apple to to come in with a different kind of wallpaper setup. Uh, You know, I guess we'll just wait and see if that's really cool and worth it. Uh, Sort of talked about this in a video recently, but it's rumored that the Apple Pencil might be able to get some kind of optical character recognition. In other words, like the example that I gave in the video and that people have talked about is if you're on your iPad and somebody texts you, then maybe instead of using the keyboard, you can just write out a message with the Apple Pencil in your actual handwriting and then it will convert it into text that can then be sent. In the message, I I think that's kind of cool. There's, I think there's space for that and room for that. There is an app out there that, at least one app, that will let you do kind of that, but not for any app. It only works within itself, and that's the Nebo app, which if if you haven't ever checked it out, definitely worth checking out. Nebo. But you know, if you're in calendar and you want to write out something to put in the calendar or something, or if you're in nodes or 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 you write an email by hand, you know. Just that appeals to some people, right? And you have the Apple Pencil. You might as well be able to use it for everything, including writing out whatever. Uh, There's some HomeKit uh, updates that might be coming around the corner. You know, everyone likes to say that Apple is lagging behind Google when it comes to smartphone, I mean, smart home integration within the smart home. (laughs) Smartphone, man, I'm really getting mixed up. Uh, Integration. Let's, Let's try that again. A lot of people say that Apple is lagging behind Google with their smart home integration with their smartphone. There we go. But uh, so some of the things, it's just about convenience. One of the things that they could be bringing would be the option to select a default AirPlay audio option. So, you know, if you use this particular HomePod and you don't want to have to select it every time, Uh, then you could just have that set as a default. You know, so some little conveniences that I think that's the kind of stuff. A lot of little conveniences can really add up to a big upgrade. Now, here's something that's kind of interesting along the HomeKit lines, smart home stuff. It's rumored that Apple could be bringing a night shift mode to your smart home lighting, so your smart lights. Isn't that interesting to think about? In other words, you could automatically have your light color temperature adjust throughout the day, which is pretty cool. And then of course the home secure video integration with more smart cameras, that's probably going to get some upgrades too. maybe can detect people in general or offer, you know, notifications about detecting specific people in your family, for instance. And if anybody's going to be doing that kind of stuff, wouldn't you rather have Apple doing that? Who cares whether, you know, purportedly cares or actually cares more about your privacy than, you know, your, Googles, your Amazons, your Facebooks. Yeah, I would rather have Apple doing that. So in recap of this little section of the podcast, yeah, there should be some interesting software related stuff coming, even though we don't have a physical WWDC to look forward to. Someone pointed out this week moving on that the cameras in Macs, and I mentioned this somewhere too, are just not very good. And that is going to be a problem for people right now who are working from home, who are needing to use Zoom or even just FaceTime or Skype or whatever to have meetings. Oh, and by the way, I just put up the coolest video conferencing thing. It's just a really light little, it's amazing. Whoever thought about this, go check out the new video conferencing link today only uh, on AppleHive.com. It's so cool. But anyways, people are using their webcams more than ever now that they're working from home to uh, communicate with their co-workers. And Apple's uh, webcams on the Macs, even the MacBook Pros, they're just not good enough. So this is one of the recommendations. I made a video recently about how to work from home, Chris style, um, during the pandemic. And one of the things that I recommended was uh, an extra webcam, a better webcam, like a Logitech. Because you you need to upgrade if you really want to look professional and good and uh, just, you know, what everyone says. The Mac camera is a potato camera. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a pricing because Macs are expensive anyways. I just don't know why Apple hasn't included a better camera on Macs all these years. It's weird. I think Renee uh, Ritchie pointed this out. It's like Apple's always, always upgrading the cameras on iPhones and their other devices, but why aren't they doing the same thing <laughs> for the mac camera it doesn't make sense surely though this has got to be the end of that because uh, i think it's just going to come to light more than ever that people what is it going to cost to to put a, a better camera in there and you know with the price of the macbook already people are going to pay a little bit extra i think um for that very important thing anyways it's just weird it needed to be mentioned um here here's something interesting to think about let's let's talk about uh Apple's potential smart glasses, which are rumored, which I do believe are coming maybe in 2023, hopefully sooner. Um, What's one thing about Google Glass? Do you remember Google Glass? What's one thing about Google Glass that people absolutely hated and could not tolerate and that may have, in fact, really tanked it, aside from how terrible they actually looked? That one thing was the camera. People don't want people wearing smart glasses with cameras around them. They just don't want that. It doesn't matter if you put a red light that says, hey, I'm recording or I'm not. People don't want cameras on smart glasses looking at them. So, Chris, why are we talking about this right now? Well, podcast listener, for a very important reason, it's because we got LiDAR on the new iPad Pro. And we know that's coming to the iPhone. We already talked about that. So, what if Apple could put LiDAR on? the Apple glasses instead of a camera. Problem solved? If you didn't know, LIDAR is this technology, I think it's most commonly known for being used in um, autonomous cars, you know? And what it is is these low-level lasers that go out and measure distance and depth and and the world around you, the environment, really accurately. That is something that you could do with a camera, but if you don't have to do it with a camera, and I think there's just big differences, though, uh, in terms of accuracy and stuff. That's th- There's a reason. You know, like the iPad already had cameras, but Apple switched to the LiDAR. There's a reason for that. It's very quick, among other things. But if you could uh, measure the world around you with, you know, some smart glasses through LiDAR rather than through a camera, then that could be, like, the final piece of the puzzle for using some uh, smart glasses. Augmented reality is going to be so cool. The first gen product, I think even the first gen is going to be so cool whenever we see this. Augmented reality on your phone, not so impressive. People have been yawning through Apple's AR demos for years now, whenever it gets to that point of the presentation. But as soon as this comes out, it's going to be a paradigm shift in our society. And I've talked about this before a lot, but what if you could uh, overlay, you know, a hundred inch TV on your, on your wall without actually having to buy the TV. And, and by the way, everyone sitting on the couch next to you can also see that, you know, just augmented reality TV. It's not a physical TV, uh, in the same spot, watch the same content at the same time altogether. And for that matter, you could be watching the same kind of content with somebody from across the world. You know, the the possibilities are crazy for gaming, for interacting with people. And from the reports I'm hearing of Apple wanting to be able to drive this with an iPhone and and do all the heavy computing on your phone and then pipe that up into the glasses. But to be able to have a really um, clear, high quality, realistic uh, overlay of whatever it is that's virtual being overlaid on top of the physical world, it's just shaping up in theory to be so cool. People are not even going to understand. I'm worried people are never going to want to take these off. I don't even personally wear glasses, but I, I'm thinking I may become a glasses wearer, you know, just for this. It's going to be so cool. It's almost too cool. It's almost too good. At what point do we, you know, have we become too immersed? I don't know. It hasn't even come out yet, and I'm asking that question. Okay, but, I mean, uh, so you, can, you get the LiDAR, no camera. You use the LiDAR instead. You got your accelerometers, your gyroscopes. You have spatial audio, directional speakers to really help you feel like you're interacting with whatever this virtual overlay could be. It's going to be quite the illusion. One thing that the LiDAR is going to solve, though, is so think about the last time that you tried an AR app on your iPhone or your iPad. And before I guess no one has the new iPads yet with the LiDAR. But when you would open up an app, you would have to scan around, pan and scan move the device around so it could get a lay of the land kind of and figure out where a flat surface was maybe to stick whatever the overlay was going to be, whether that's testing out a chair in your living room or playing a game on the table um, or, you know, seeing a virtual globe uh, and a rocket taking off from NASA, whatever. You had to pan and scan and you'd see the dots and the lines as it was trying to figure out the environment. Well, what LiDAR does is it figures all that stuff out instantly. It doesn't, You you probably won't even see it. I'm thinking it's just going to be exactly instantly and that's going to pair perfectly with glasses and also the thing about LiDAR is it uses less energy from what I understand than if you're just using the camera for AR stuff so you want to have as good a battery life as possible oh here's something that's kind of funny so Conan said the other day that and I think I've seen some of the other late night dudes saying this too that they're going to be uh the show will continue And I don't actually watch Conan or any late night very much. Maybe occasional clip here or there on Haystack on my Apple TV. But Conan in particular, he was the first one that I saw. And he said, hey, I'm just going to be shooting my show from my iPhone at home. And I was like, whoa, that's very similar to what a YouTuber does, you know? (laughs) Uh, Here's exactly what he tweeted. I'm going to be back on the air Monday, March 30. All of my staff will work from home. I will shoot at home using an iPhone and my guests will Skype. This will not be pretty, but feel free to laugh at our attempt. Stay safe. <laughs> it's just kind of uh, interesting and ironic and funny because there's like the old school media, right? These TV personalities. Now they're doing a YouTube style, uh, which is fine. I mean, I don't care at all. It's just kind of funny. Hey, I mean, this is a great opportunity. Whoever you are, if you been wanting to do something, do it you know, if you want to get into producing content, whether it's a podcast or YouTube or a blog, uh, TikTok, whatever your thing could be, uh, this is a great time to do it. You you don't have to fill up your time right now, uh, you know, with extra stuff. You could just chill. I think you're going to get bored. But, you know, this could be a good opportunity to learn something new and start a, a side hustle, a side project. Um, because, you know, one thing about being a, a, content, a digital content creator is that you can make money and monetize, you know, your knowledge from home. So hey, Conan's doing it. The big guys are doing it. You can do it. You know, uh, my hair cutter the other day, um, he was like, "Hey, I really like the piano," and I was thinking about just pu- publishing some stuff, you know, out there on YouTube playing the piano. I was like, "Yeah." He said, "What do I need?" I said, "Your iPhone." He's like, "Okay," and I was like, "And your get yourself a nice mic." A, a, an upgraded mic that can plug into your iphone and you're good you can shoot it on your iphone you can edit it on the iphone you can upload to youtube on the iphone really good quality so yeah you guys can do it so here was an interesting headline that i saw it said apple watch users can monitor their body's response to covid19 with the cardiogram app so cardiogram you may have heard of that before because they're pretty well known for integrating with WatchOS and health kit and, you know, people could take part in some research studies with the U- University of California, San Francisco's health eHeart study through a cardiogram. So the thing is, the app measures your body's resting and sleeping heart rates, which can look very differently, I guess, uh, when your body's fighting an infection like the COVID-19. So on Thursday, that was yesterday when I'm recording this, um, they introduced a new feature that lets users easily spot and track their heart rate differences with their Apple Watch, which could just give you some more data to monitor if you're sick. So uh, here's a little quote from Cardiogram's founder. It says, Cardiogram's new sleeping BPM feature can help users become more aware of how their body is responding to symptoms of the flu or other illnesses, including COVID-19. Um, in light of all the new news you guys may have missed, you know, we everyone's been talking about the iPad. Everyone's been talking about the new Mac uh, MacBook Pro or Air. But in the midst of all that, Apple actually launched some new colors for iPhone cases and Apple watch bands. And if you're looking to change things up, you might want to go check it out. So you've got some new iPhone case colors, uh, which go by interesting names like Cactus and Grapefruit and Surf Blue. And then on the leather side of things, we now have a deep sea blue, a peacock, and a raspberry color to choose from. Right? Right? You wonder what that looks like. What in the world is the raspberry going to look like? You got to go to the website and check it out. And some of those colors are also hitting the iPad folios as well. Cactus, Surf Blue. And then also uh, on the Apple Watch side of things, there's some cool new colors. Um, Nike Apple Watch bands, those got an upgrade. So the Sport Loop, we're seeing World Indigo slash Lime Blast. And also Hyper Crimson slash Neptune Green. So check those out too. Uh, the Sport Band for Apple Watch also comes in Cactus and Grapefruit and Surf Blue, so it's just kind of the new colors everywhere. But the Sport Loop is also actually getting some additional colors, so you can get a dual-color version. Uh, there's Neon Lime, Neon Pink, Sunshine, Surf Blue, and Vitamin C. Those are all added, too. Luxury bands, uh, those got an upgrade, too. I'm not going to talk about them because I don't care. Here's something I saw in the news that's kind of interesting. Um, movies Anywhere, the service Movies Anywhere, it will now let you share your iTunes movies with friends. I don't buy too many movies in iTunes. When I do buy them, I buy them in iTunes. but I don't buy all that many. I usually just rant or stream. But very occasionally, I have bought one because I just like it so much, and I am there for the special features and whatnot. Uh, one of the Star Wars recently was one that I bought. The Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise, I think I bought that one because I kind of like that movie. Uh, and wanted to see the special features and, and have it r- available whenever. So anyways, Movies Anywhere is kind of this unique service that tries to unlock you from being locked in to a certain ecosystem. It's a service that's actually backed by Disney, but it lets you bring all of your digital movies purchased across multiple platforms into one place. And so now the new feature is that it's going to let you share your new movies with your friends and family. It's called Screen Pass. And what you can do is you can share up to three films per month to one another. And so if somebody were to share a movie with you, for instance, then you would have access to it for, I think it's 14 days, which, hey, that's pretty good because even if you rent a movie on iTunes, you only have it for 48 hours. But once you actually start watching it, then you have 72 hours to actually finish it. And it doesn't look like there's a limit to how many times you can actually share a a video with somebody. So if they really like it and you own it and they don't, then you could just keep sharing it over and over, I think. So uh, it sounds kind of interesting. It's only in beta right now, and there's only, I think, like 6,000 titles that are included right now. But eventually what they're saying is it should include about 80% of the films that are currently in, in its service. So just in case you're curious what all it works with, I think right now it integrates with iTunes, with Amazon Prime Video, with Google Play, with Voodoo, and even some more. Now here's something that's interesting that I don't necessarily like. At least at first blush, at first glance, I don't like it. But, I mean, I would rather have it if it was gonna save my life than to not, but still, it makes me uneasy, and I think it should make other people uneasy too. So, the US government is in, quote, active talks with tech companies to use smartphone location data to track the spread of the coronavirus. And actually, I think this has been implemented in other places. I could be wrong. I think I heard that it was already being implemented, some kind of service like this, in Israel. And so people are getting alerts wherever this was. Maybe it's Israel, maybe it wasn't. I'm not a source of fake news, so you're going to have to look it up yourself. But people were getting alerts saying, hey, you may have come close. You might have brushed up with somebody. You've been in the vicinity of somebody that had COVID-19. In a non creepy Big Brother way, assuming you could have a Big Brother situation <laughs> without the creepiness, this would be great. Uh, you know, like you know, let's track this thing. But considering that we don't just have benevolent people, uh, and and then you know, even if artificial intelligence is is getting involved, uh, how do we know that we've trained our AIs to be benevolent and good? We don't. Then I'm less excited about it. So, uh, you know, they're talking to everybody in Silicon Valley, Facebook, Google, and yes, the the Washington Post report says they're even talking to Apple. So what would that mean? That means they would be looking at stuff like whether or not people are keeping a safe distance from one another or whether they're actually utilizing social distancing. Here's just a quote from you. Public health experts are interested in the possibility of private sector companies compiling the data in anonymous, aggregated form which could then be used to map the spread of the infection, according to three people familiar with the effort. Analyzing trends in owners' whereabouts could prove to be a powerful tool for health authorities looking to track the coronavirus, which has infected more than 180,000 people when this was written. But it's also an approach that could leave some Americans uncomfortable depending on how it's implemented, given the sensitivity when it comes to details of their daily whereabouts. Multiple sources stress that if they proceed, they are not building a government database. Yeah, but the thing is, we've heard time and time again that even, quote-unquote, anonymous, anonymized data is pretty easy to uh, unanonymize, anonymize de-anonymize for the right person. I couldn't do it, but a state, you know, a country with the resources probably could do it. And the other thing is government not building a database, mm, come on. That's I mean, that'd be pretty tempting. We got all this data sitting around here, but we're just going to blow it up after this. We're not going to use it. Ah, I just don't know about that, you know, and it's not like I'm out to hide anything or anybody else. But, you know, it's just weird in other parts of the, the world. I remember when coronavirus is just a, still a new thing. It still is a new thing, but really new. Then, you know, people were talking about, well, people's rights are already their freedoms are are already starting to be reduced in other parts of the country. But on the other side of the debate, though, I could absolutely, absolutely see how it could be super useful. You know, and that's why I'm saying, like, <laughs> if it came down to, like, life or death or, like, we, society can't progress any further, you know, without having it, of course, you know. But that's, you know, the founders of our country, they said, we've given you a democracy if you can keep it. And just, you know, that's how things happen. It's, like, little by little, slips away. And maybe for, quote, unquote, good reasons, you know. It's been so long since I did an after party, I might as well mention, even though this is kind of old news now, at this point, that um, Apple has just closed all of their retail stores here in America, I think all outside of China, just indefinitely. They're just closed indefinitely now, which makes sense, it's the right thing to do. Uh, Basically, everyone is shutting down everything, uh, which is a, a sucker punch to the gut for the economy but ultimately probably the right thing to do, you know, but it's, that doesn't mean that it's not weird though. That was how many times in the past have I mentioned, you know, one of the big benefits of being in the Apple ecosystem is, you know, if you live close to one being able to have an Apple store there so you can go in, get a genius bar appointment, get real in-person help with your Apple devices um, actually be able to go in and shop around and pick things up and interact with them before making a purchase decision. These were good, beneficial, nice, important things. And right now we're just living in a world where we don't have that right now. And it, when, it, when you hear the word indefinitely, I don't know how long that's going to be. Now Apple's got those sitting around, and if, if everything levels out, you know they're going to reopen, obviously. Um, but you know, it's just a further reminder that life is not normal right now. So the biggest thing here, um, and that people are talking about though, is what if you need a return or a repair and yeah, don't break your phone right now is the big thing. (laughs) Don't drop it. Stick a case on it. It's not the time for a naked iPhone, uh, because you don't know what the repair situation is going to be like for a, a long time right now. And if you feel like your phone is your lifeline to the world, that's how you're getting internet. That's how you're connecting with people uh it's your social interaction then don't drop it uh something i i meant to talk about but i forgot i should have mentioned this when i was talking about movies anywhere because it's movie related but um aside from you know we're getting all kinds of sales like if you go check itunes um, you can get a lot of rentals and stuff for cheap but look at this did you catch the news that universal is going to start uh putting out its current releases directly to itunes instead of theaters you know because obviously no one's going to the theater right now here's the funny thing though once you've done this it's going to be really hard to go back i know how i've wanted this for just forever because for the most part with a few exceptions there's one theater in town that serves beyond burgers which are amazing they're very expensive there uh which i don't like the price gouging but uh and it's you know recliners, really good it's like an imax size screen that's that is nice for the occasional movie the only one i ever to go to see in the theater anymore is usually star wars I have wanted for years just to be able to see the latest movies as they're available in theaters in my living room. And so Universal's like, well, hey, uh, our business is gonna suffer, I think. So so we're gonna it's not like they're just doing it because it's good for you, right? It's like, well, we better do this so we can recoup some of our costs. But they're gonna make their current releases available. Now it's not gonna be for cheap, right? You're not gonna get it for two ninety nine or three ninety, four ninety nine. It's gonna cost twenty dollars. But that's a huge shift. And I think it's like, this is a good example, I think, of a lot of things are going to change for just life as we knew it um, during this time. And I don't know, a lot of that stuff may be kind of sticky. It may be somewhat permanent, you know, because let's say this all blows over. And people are gonna be like, oh yeah, but I, I liked it that way. I want it that way. I'm never going back, you know. Or employers, another thing that can happen is employers are like, oh, the world didn't end because we sent people home to work from home. Well, maybe it's okay to keep doing that a little bit, and maybe more of the workforce force permanently works from home. You know, who knows what kind of changes uh, this is gonna bring? I thought it was kind of interesting. I I saw that Apple had eight of its products or and or services make Fortune's recent list of the top 100 greatest designs of modern times. So these are products that supposedly have made people's lives either simpler or better or, quote, more stylish. Um, so the iPhone got on there because it came out in 2007, gets an update every year, and it's been transforming human communication, which it certainly has, and is basically impacted almost every aspect of our life. So If anything, deserves to be on there. I really agree with that one. That deserves to be on there. Remember, those infamous, not infamous, those famous words from Steve Jobs uh, when he introduced it. He said, we are getting a new iPod, a new phone, and an internet communicator all in one. And people were like, whoa. And it was the iPhone. And it did change everything. Uh, The 1984 Mac also made it on the list, as did the 2001 iPod and the 2006 MacBook Pro and the App Store which was a service obviously the Apple Watch and Apple Pay which is way 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 down the list it was like number 40 no 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 it was 64th so i don't know how they come up with this it wasn't like somebody just you know arbitrarily choosing stuff fortune actually teamed up with uh, IIT the institute of design and they pulled like educators influencers they didn't pull me freelance designers corporate design teams um basically a wide group swath of people and then they use that data to compile the list and of course you know google's search is on there the walkman's on there uber's on there netflix google maps tesla model s it's an interesting list you know as long as you're stuck at home uh and once you've exhausted the supply of daily tech videos and even a podcast uh once you're done binging those it's like what are you going to do You know, you got all this time. So I thought it would be interesting to just note that I don't know if you saw Apple came out with um, the it was an ad, but it was shot on iPhone ad. It was like a five hour continuous tour of the Hermitage. Is that how you pronounce it? Museum in Russia. But there's actually several different museums that have just completely free tours, virtual tours that you can take and kind of see. So this could be a really great time to, um, you know. Just take in some culture, even though you can't actually visit, you know, a, a real museum, a real life maybe right now. That doesn't mean you can't go and see what's out there and, and start appreciating and learning about some stuff. Uh, so this is through actually Google Arts and Culture. They teamed up with over 2,500 museums and galleries around the whole world to bring you these virtual tours, these online exhibits, so to speak, of some of the world's most famous museums. So that includes like the British Museum in London or the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam or the Guggenheim in New York City and just literally hundreds of more places. So you can learn about art and history and science. You know, everyone's talking about how, well, not everyone's talking about, certain people are talking about how this could be a great time. Um, There is some opportunity in a situation like this. Certainly some people are out there playing the stock market, right? unfortunately sometimes just the rich get richer not unfortunately i mean you know I, I don't have anything wrong with somebody being rich but but it's just that not everybody is going to be able to make more money out of this situation and that is, seems very unfortunate but but you know you can go out and when stocks dip you know like this then it's good to buy at the bottom and uh and be able to make some money you know uh, on the upside when things uh hopefully bounce back And even some businesses, I think Apple itself was started during a downturn in the economy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Back in the 70s, Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Airbnb, that was, I think, started as a company during the 2008 crisis, and that went on to become a public and huge uh, company and big part of culture. So there are opportunities monetarily uh, sometimes under the, the, the right circumstances during a, a downturn like this, but there are other opportunities. This is an opportunity for you maybe to uh, invest in knowledge. You know, you maybe you're not investing in the stock market, but you can invest in knowledge or you can invest your time. If you don't have necessarily money um, to invest, you can invest your time. Like I talked about earlier in uh, starting a side hustle or something. So you can better yourself, your mind, uh, or your future financial situation, for instance, you know thank goodness for the internet really. Um, another thing too I'm not super into the opera myself uh, but like New York's Metropolitan Opera, they're offering free digital shows every night at 7:30 I think from March 16 to March 22. so there's still a couple of days there. Uh, but you can even go quote outside end quote with an incredible virtual tour of some of America's best national parks, you know. It's not the same at all uh, as actually getting outside, but still, you know, it's, it's, it's something. Uh, this is something that's cool, though, because, like, you know, I come from a design background. I really appreciate design. I'm really going to be talking about design in that special edition of the podcast coming up. And if you listen to that and then you listen to this after, you be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I like museums here around where we are the denver art museum is just a spectacular building angular metal really cool love it there's something good for the soul uh just uh, being around creative things and and you know sometimes i i don't blame you if you're like well art that could be boring and you know because maybe you think of like 15th century art and it feels stodgy or you know but that's not there's like there's some really cool stuff This guy I follow, though, on Instagram just makes the most mind-blowing computer animations and then projects them onto surfaces. He'll transform rooms or walls. Um, It's just incredible. So art, it does not have to be some really boring old thing. There's just some really cool stuff. So anyways, I would say, you know, when you're done with this, if you're bored, just check that out on Google. It's probably something there will catch your attention and give you hours of, uh, enrichment. I sound like a PBS commercial, don't I? <laughs> hey, I think, uh, that's probably going to do it for this episode. It feels like it was a little bit longer than previous episodes. So hopefully, even though we missed last week, kind of made up for it this week. And really please, uh, do check out, um, the special episode coming up. It's not going to be for everybody, but if you're looking for something different and, um, you know, just, just check it out and, and I'll, I will probably also try to have a regular episode too. We'll see how it goes so that if you're not interested in it, you can at least you know, stay up, you know, up on the tech stuff, but we'll see how it goes. Thanks for hanging out. You guys stay uh, well, wash those hands, and I'll catch you in the next video or podcast later.
0: Welcome to the other party, out of vibe. where you know we gettin' and come alive. And you know we got a light so we gon' shine And we talking to the fans it's the time yeah Welcome to the other party out of vibe Well you know we getting lit and come alive. And you know we got a light so we gon' shine And we talking to the fans it's the time Yeah Since and so 12 are giving you the heat they'll review some crease you gotta see daily tech got the facts that you need and it's a whole crew you gotta meet after party it's the place you gotta be and you can't really be the cuts free trying to give you unbiased critiques quality you should take it from me cause we care about the customers pull up a seat got a whole team giving and do it by any means Brand new Mac, and you know it's looking clean It's the after party, live from the mine. Wanna cop something, shouldn't be a doubt about it Looking for great reviews, then you found it Connecting with the fans, hope you get a lot out of it, yo. Welcome to the other party, out that vibe Well, you know we getting lit and come alive And you know we got a light, so we gon' shine And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah Welcome to the other party, how that vibe Well, you know we getting lit and come alive And you know we got that light, so we gon' shine. shine. And we talkin' to the fans, it's the time, yeah.